Ebullient greetings. I'm your host, Jackie Bird of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, your guide to stress and anxiety relief, mindfulness, awareness, self-care, self-love, and personal growth. Welcome and thank you for joining me as we roll with peace in mind. Today's riff is Are You On The Right Train? Riding On The Urge. These episodes feature people who are doing their thing, they follow their heart and their passion, and they create how they want, what they want, when they want, and they are riding on the right train. Today's spotlight is Lorel Refke. But before I bring my guest on, got some stuff to talk about that's coming up in April, April 17th. To forgive is divine. That's my guided meditation and journaling workshop. And it's to help get you in the thing of forgiving. We tend to get a little tripped up about that. We think that if we forgive someone, that we're giving them a pass. Oh, no, 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 no. Forgiveness is for you. It sets you free. That's April 17th, 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. I hope that you join me for that. And April 25th, That Sunday is my end of the month Stress Busters Guided Meditation virtual session. Come on and hang out. Good way to depressurize, de-stress, de-de-de-de everything. And that's Sunday, like I said, end of the month, Sunday. That's at 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And I'm hoping that my overseas folks come join me for that. And without further ado, oh, I should tell you where it is. You can get that information in the show description. And also check out my website, JackieBirdSpiritualWellness.com. And that's J-A-C-Q-U-I-E-B-I-R-D, Spiritual Wellness. Now, without further ado, here comes my guest. And so here we are, here we are, here we are. And I am excited as always, as always excited, because I have my girl, Laurel right here right now i'm going to call you a guru girlfriend all right okay because this is the knowledge right here so without further ado and yes it's been a long time since we've seen each other yes it has (laughs) and you look beautiful oh thank you so do you thank you so i'm gonna ask you to say your name and tell us where you're from i'm laurel i am from, I mean, I'm originally from Texas, but I've lived in New York most of my life. Okay. Uh, right here in Midtown Manhattan, holding down the crystal energies. <laughs> you are holding it down. Okay. So, Laurel, say your whole name. So, if people want to, you know, Google you. Sure. Or... sure. Laurel Refke. And yeah. I have a new book out. Look, we're getting to that. We're oh, getting all right, to that. All right, all right. We are getting to that. I have to go grab it. <laughs> Well, go ahead and grab it. So she's going to grab her book because y'all, it's hot off the presses. And the thing is, first of all, I want you to tell people before you even show folks the books. And this is so cool because as we are waiting for her to come back and sit down, you can see all these amazing crystals that she's got sitting here. I know those of you that are like amethyst, bang, zoom, you're looking right at it and rose quartz. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't even know how you sleep with all that energy. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's like, Ooh, man. Okay. So before we pop the book, Mm -hmm. tell people what it is that you do. 
I help people to connect more deeply with themselves and the natural world. Mm. And I do that through a lot of different ways. <laughs> I teach classes, I speak, do vibrational healing therapies with crystals and sound and energy healing and sometimes essential oils. I do consultations, I do all sorts of things. So anything around this realm. A friend of mine recently said, you've created your own mystery school. And I was like, that, oh, yeah. I yeah. always wanted to do that. I guess I kind of have. <laughs> and, and that's so beautiful. So do you have a title? What's your title? Author, speaker, teacher. Okay. And healing consultant. Because folks folks are in the titles, I find. They, they want to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it's like, you can explain what it is that you offer. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what, what, what do you call yourself? <laughs> you know? Right. So, Y'all, there's a book. We're going to talk about this book. It's Connecting with Crystals, and it's Crystal Wisdom and Stone Healing for Body, Mind, and Spirit. Mega, mega, mega congratulations on that. Thank you. What's really awesome is, just in terms of my own education, you know, there have been a couple of books that I've gone to. Now there's another book on the market for people to begin to step into working with crystals. And I think that's so fantastic, but we're not going to talk about that right now. I want to okay. back up because yes. I want to get to, how did you even get here? So prior to becoming more of a wellness advocate through nature and, and all of that stuff, what were you doing before that? <laughs> we yeah. have something in common. <laughs> we have something in common. <laughs> I was an actor, singer, dancer, theater person, and I had a lot of fun doing that. And um, it, you know, it's a form of expression to mm -hmm. me at its core, a form of connection with others. And I loved all of my time doing that. I'm a very creative person mm -hmm. uh, and I do just a little bit of everything is sort of how I always have been. Yeah, I, I you know, I was always, always a really spiritual person. And even when I was doing theater, other actors would come to me and ask me spiritual questions <laughs> because it's just always been a part of my nature. Right. And so I really enjoyed talking to people about it all the time, all through the years. But yes, I, I was always spiritual and always had rocks around for the most part, mm. um, you know, usually as a necklace or a talisman of some sort had my fun in the theater, wouldn't trade it for anything. And right. then it was just time for me to move more fully into my esoteric studies mm. and practices. Mm. And that's how I came into this. One of the reasons that I do this particular segment on my podcast, are you on riding on the right train? Are you on the right train? Is because, you know, folks get to that, that transitional point where they are not exactly sure, they're not exactly fulfilled in what they're doing. And they don't necessarily have people around them that are supportive of living through their true self. Being in showbiz, I know for me, it was how I identified myself. Yeah. Because that's what we tend to do. We identify ourselves through what we do and not so much through who we are, because most of us don't even know what that is, really. We know, oh, I like salmon and I don't like this and I don't like that. But in terms of that heartbeat, that what makes you sing, you know, energetically, a lot of us trying to find that. So for someone who was doing a career that was fulfilling, what do you advise people when they get to a place of, mm, I don't know if this is quite it. 
Uh, well, I would advise them to follow their heart and really live their truest self and their truest life as much as they can. You know, the one thing that I feel like I misstepped on was at one point when I was in the theater, I just decided I've got to make this happen. I've got right. to really put all my focus and all my right. attention on it right. because I'm so close to kind of popping out of the box. So yes, making it, yeah. Right, and I put all my focus and I kind of got blinders on to it. Yeah, and but that's not a misstep. That's kind of what you're told you have to do to be in the industry. You sure. You have to put all of your energy into it. Sure, and but what I realized after is if I had continued as fully with both my spiritual work mm. and my theater work and not sort of ousted one to really focus in, mm. I would have had a fuller experience. Gotcha. So for those people who are in a situation where they feel split between two worlds in a sense, I'd say, you know, don't let that get to you maintain mm -hmm. the joy that you have in what you are doing mm -hmm. um don't get too tunnel visioned on things mm -hmm. allow things to unfold naturally and mm -hmm. and when i was allowing things to unfold naturally in my life i was in a greater flow yes but yeah of course it's not a misstep i needed to do that so right. i would so i would leave the theater because i was too burnt out <laughs> mm -hmm. and come more fully into all of this because you know, the thing about it is, had you not had that experience, you wouldn't be able to give what you give right now. Of course, yeah. You know, because that was school. Was it gradual for you to step into moving more into uh, the wellness and what you were called, being called strongly to do, or was it more of a break? Well, I mean, I was always super focused on health and mm -hmm. wellness, and I was always spiritual, even, Right. Well, I guess I took a few years away from, from the spiritual world, but I was always focused on health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So this is just information I was always gathering along the way. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the big shift though, was when I just, I just was eventually burnt out and I went camping for the first time with a friend of mine who had to basically drag me into nature <laughs> <laughs> to, to get me to go with him. He's like, I'm leaving town forever. I wanted to go camping with you this whole time. We have to go camping before I leave. So as he was leaving town forever, I mean, he lives in California now and he's been there ever since, he drug me out to a camping trip. And that's actually when everything shifted. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved waking up in nature every day. I loved hiking every day. It was just so healing to yeah. reconnect with the earth in this way. And I had a knee injury at the time. And I said, you know, mm. I'm really concerned about the knee injury. He's like, don't be concerned. Every step you take, just feel the energy from the earth coming up into your knee and healing it. Mm. And by the end of that hike that day, my knee felt better. And within a week or so, the pain was gone after five or so years of having a glitchy knee. So it was just, it was transformative for me. And, and the astrology that was happening at the time supported me just getting back on this track. Mm -hmm. But that I didn't know what I wanted to do in this realm for several years after that. I was looking around and trying to decide for a while. I thought it was going to be herbs because <laughs> I'm very into herbs. And mm -hmm. um, I studied essential oils because of that. I thought, well, this, 
feels like an easier way to enter into the huge world of herbs. Mm -hmm. And then I went with a friend to the New Life Expo, which I'd been to maybe, you know, over 50 times perhaps throughout the years. And I was just walking with a friend and just going to see what I was interested in. And a crystal table showed up and I was like, <laughs> hang on. And I took in those, every single crystal on that table, I visually just took it in stone by stone. And when I finished uh, devouring the table, <laughs> I popped back up and I was like, hey, all right, let's go. We talked and, and walked on until the next crystal table and I had to do it again. So by the end of that fair, I'd probably devoured six or seven tables of crystals just with my eyes. And I was like, hmm, maybe there's something here. And then it just, it, I, it's like I got back into flow. Everything mm -hmm. just started naturally showing up for me to, to connect with the crystals in a larger way. I ended mm -hmm. up over, over the next five or so years studying five different lineages of crystal healing. So I'm drawing on a vast amount of information while I was also working with a gym and mineral dealer in the regular that. physical property <laughs> world. So I was getting education all around. I was seeing that. new material all the time. Yeah, it's a huge part of why I'm different, I think, than a yeah. lot of people. Who uh, yeah, feeling. that we have in common, again, career prior mm -hmm. and also the introduction into crystals because that's also how I ended up segueing into the wellness field and realizing this thing, you're a healer. Hello. And what I love about your background, as you just uh, shared with us, is that it, it's not just the metaphysical meanings of stones. You also have the, the mineralogical, woof, got that out. Mineralogical. So. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of got that out. You have that information and that background. Because when I first saw you, well, first of all, I just want to back up a little bit. You and I met at Unitri. That was the first time I met you. Wow. Yeah. I totally forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I met you. And the irony of that is you talked about New Life Expo. Well, Unitribe was a fair within <laughs> New Life Expo. Right. And right. I had my right. jewelry set up and you had your stones. And I was sitting opposite you, not directly opposite you. I was further down. It's funny because I can see the hall. I can see where you were set up. I was also introduced that day to an African instrument called the Embira. So that was kind of a, a pivotal fair for me, just in, in terms of like meeting you and some of the other people I met there and meeting Kevin, who was sitting over there playing his Embira. And I was like, what do you got there? And then I didn't see you until the gem show on 57th Street at the Holiday Inn. And you were working with Rocco, right? Was that right. his name, Rocco? Rocco. And that just blew me away, seeing you behind that table where most of the people there were really more into the mineralogy of the stones and not the metaphysical aspects. Yeah. So to see you back there, I was like, oh my goodness. Can you just tell us a little bit, A, about the differences so that the audience understands, particularly people that are new, have no idea about stones and the, the different those two different fields. Can you talk a little bit about the differences and then talk about how you even ended up working with Rocco? <laughs> the differences between the mineral world and the metaphysical healing yes. world in yes. regards to crystals? Yeah. Yeah, especially back then, like 10 years ago or so, a lot of the mineral guys were very 
science-based and didn't really believe that crystals had any healing properties. The only magic to them was the perfection. If a mm -hmm. stone what had a really great color that you didn't always see, or the um, crystal was in its perfect shape form with no damage. Mm -hmm. Right, damage. Right, quotes, damage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's when they valued it. And many of them thought I was cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure one of them used that word. <laughs> so, and they were like, Rocco, what are you doing with this girl who, who obviously thinks about crystals for healing? But he was like, I don't know. Rocks feel good to me. I'm open mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, um, I'm sorry. Can you, let me get back to you one second. So anyway, we still have this very beautiful view. <laughs> of all the crystals back here. And this is not all of them because if you, or to the left, if you look down in the left-hand corner, there on a table are also tons of crystals. I mean, they're everywhere in the space. All around me. Yes. <laughs> and that's just the stones for sale. I have so many in the healing section and I have a, all my beads under the couch and my own personal collection under the bed, they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it is true. It's like, how do I sleep in here? Yeah. If I go into, I think it's Rockstar Gems before they moved to 26th Street when they were up at, oh my God. I sometimes, the first time I went in there, I had a headache. Just all of this, it took like a bit for me to be able to go in there without getting a headache. It was just like, oh my God. Right. Because it's a lot of energy in a small space. Yes. And some people, when they walk into my space, even though it's not as intense as Rockstar can be, <laughs> they'll get to the door and they'll be like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can come in. They're so mm -hmm. sensitive to the energies that they're a little bit overwhelmed. And I go, hold on. And I go and I grab a smoky quartz. That's the, that'll do it. And I bring it to them and I say, just hold this for a minute and see if you feel better. And within a minute, they're in and half of them are in the shop within a five minutes because mm -hmm. they're like, wow, this really works. I really, and, and they're like, well, how is this working? And I just tell them smoky quartz reconnects our energy field to the earth's energy yes. field. Yes. And it allows us to dump the excess energy. And you know, that's what stress, anxiety, fears, mm -hmm. all that stuff. It gets welled up in our energy field because we yes. don't have that natural release to the earth. Right. walking around in rubber sole shoes right. on concrete in right. the city or wherever you happen right. to be you don't have that natural link to the earth's energy so yes. smoky quartz really helps you release that and they're like wow well it really worked so i've had many many people yeah um, have that experience with me and forgive me my computer became unplugged yeah going <laughs> back to the other you know at the time I, it's just the mineral collectors just thought i was crazy mm -hmm. but then more and more science is actually coming out to support the yes. fact that stones are healing and you know if you look into antiquity it's all there but it's mm -hmm. hard to find one of the lineages i studied was classical chinese stone medicine with mm -hmm. jeffrey yuan this is information that's been known for thousands of years <laughs> just through that one lineage and ayurveda has their own lineage which is the um natural healing for india i would say indigenous cultures all around the world they knew that holding a stone made them feel better yes it helped align them with certain energies they saw them as making them stronger or faster mm -hmm. or more alive or to help with healing mm -hmm. and what i love about classical Chinese medicine's take on it is Jeffrey would say 
crystals affect us on the constitutional level. Well, that's the physical level. Right. And he says this is where they are strongest in their work. But the minerals within, the trace minerals within the stones that often give them the colors right. are, are really what help with the emotional, spiritual, and mental. But the stones themselves, the main components of the stones are really affecting change of our bodies. Yeah. And so they are amazing, amazing healers. And so over time, a lot of these mineral guys have just realized that it's either a huge craze, <laughs> that there's just a lot of people that are a new people that are really interested in crystals and really interested in finding out about the physical properties. And when that's the case, they even can get excited. One, because it means more sales. Exactly. But two, but two, because there's all these new people that are interested in this thing that they've been interested in all their lives. And they've been sort of this little sect of people that a lot of normal people think that's crazy. Why do you collect rocks? Right. And that's so true. It's funny when you go, folks, if you've never been to a gem show, you really should go. Yes. Because you can tell the hardcore folks that are science driven and geology because you hear them as you said earlier talking about the cut and oh that's a piece of crap because right. you know they think the color you know is not good enough and and this damage as you, as yeah. you said earlier broken you know, the, <laughs> right it's broken you know it's not perfect but you also can tell the people that are there for the energy. And that's interesting to watch also and take in folks that are like, oh man, you know, I had this stone. I'm trying to replace it because of my hip hurt. And when I had the stone, my hip stopped hurting. You know, it's, it's interesting to take in all of those energies on top of the, the stones that are there. It's a very fascinating place to be, I find gem shows. So folks, if you've never been, find out where the closest one is to you and go check it out and just see, you don't have to know anything about them. Just see what calls you, what colors draw you, what shapes draw you. Don't worry that you don't know anything. That you, you come with your curiosity. That's the way you start. Yes, exactly. I even had someone here yesterday, and this happens quite a bit, who said, well, I don't know if maybe I'm just picking them because they're pretty. <laughs> And I'm like, but if you're picking them because they're pretty to you right. and you specifically, right. then there's a reason for that. And we yes. take in so much information through our eyes, especially of those of us who are visual, you know, mm -hmm. anyone in the performing arts and artists, musicians, even like a lot of us are very visual beings. Yes. And so when we're taking that information in with our eyes, we're getting a download of sorts and we really are connecting to that stone. Yes. Because even those visual people, they'll come back, you know, a month or two months later and find a new stone and say, oh, this wasn't here before, was it? And I'm like, mm. actually, yes, it was here before. You just didn't see it. It, it wasn't time for you to see it yet. Right. Right. right? So, so don't doubt yourself. Totally go with what calls you, whether exactly. it's the energy, the shape, the color, yes. how it feels. What matters is that you work with the stones. And that's the truth. You know, because the thing about information is God, the universe, however you term it, will get your attention any way that can be gotten. Like you were talking about in terms of the visual, sometimes that's the way that uh, stones get your attention is what they look like. You know, it's almost like when, when animals are mating and the male has all these colors to attract the female. Well, stones are not stupid, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, we think of them as inanimate objects, but they're not. No, not at all. And the more you work with them, the more you know that they have a consciousness within that will communicate with you. I mean, many people will say it's it's your higher self, and that could be true. But my experience is it's more than that. Mm-hmm. And I have had amazing meditations where I've got received messages that I wouldn't have expected to receive mm-hmm. from from energies that, you know, I wouldn't have expected to connect with. I don't know how <laughs> to say it. And, you know, like if I have a, a client here for healing, sometimes they'll be telling me what's going on for them and what they want to work on for that session. And a stone, the picture of a stone will just pop through my yep, head. Yep. And I'm, I don't usually get information visually that way. This is the only time I really get visual messages. Mm-hmm. Usually it's direct mm-hmm. knowing, just information coming through. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the stones, they'll pop a picture of which stone I need to grab, even the exact one that I, you know, yep. I have six or eight of them, or let's say, even the exact one that I need mm-hmm. to be using will pop into my mind's eye. Because I have the same experience where I can be talking to someone on the phone and they're telling me, oh, blah, 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 blah is going on and da, 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 da. And I'll get the same thing. I'll get a picture, a mm-hmm. visual of what stone. And what's really cool about that is I'll say, oh, you know, I suggest you get blah, blah, blah. And then I'll go look it up. And it's always, 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 always coincides with what was going on with that person. Yeah. Always, even when I'm kind of like, really? <laughs> you know, I would have thought of another stone. I wouldn't have thought right. of that stone. Exactly. Always, always, always checks out. Yeah. And even beyond what we understand and know about the stones. I mean, we understand the colors and how that affects us physiologically. We understand the mineral content and how that affects us. We understand the cell unit structure mm-hmm. of the crystal and what that can mean. But there's so much more that's beyond our fullest comprehension that we don't even understand how we connect to. You know, a few years ago, they proved that scientifically somehow, they proved that our mind connects to 11 different dimensional realities. And they also (laughs) in ancient India said that each of the chakras, the energy centers of the body, connects to a different dimensional reality. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, we're connected to all these different dimensional realities. We're not even aware of it consciously. There's so much more that we don't really fully understand or know. And that's why, just like you said, when people come, I always say, see what calls to you first. You Mm -hmm. you have these questions, you wanna resolve these things, great. We'll talk about it after, but Mm -hmm. see which stone calls you because your body, your soul, your spirit knows more than anyone else. This is one of the ways they're empowering for us because we have all these questions. We're putting our power outside of ourselves, asking someone else for help, but we have it all within us. And the stones can help to teach us that because then they'll pick three stones and they'll be like, okay, which one of these works for this? And I'm like, well, actually all of them do. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you how. Mm -hmm. And then they have that aha moment where they're like, I did actually know which stones I needed. And that's empowering. And that's what we need. We need to really know and understand that all the information is right within us. If we just trust and open to it. That's the, I think, sometimes a lifelong journey for people is because we are taught, you know, you don't know enough here. You need to go to an expert. You don't know enough here. You need to go. And we're not taught in this society that we actually have the barometer within us 
and the guiding point within us, our, our inner selves, our inner beings, whatever you want to call it, our God self, our divine self, you know, however you want to term it, that is within us. Anything that you can do to unlock that where you can be connected to it, where you can hear, like we all have intuition, but most of us just, eh, you know, because there's no quote unquote facts. And if you think about it, what exactly is a fact? What is that exactly? You know, because two people can see things completely differently. It's like, we need to question more the things that we take as true. And I find and have found in working with crystals and gemstones, that it helps kind of block out some of all of that noise, you know, because it helps to connect you. Now on that connecting, let's talk about that book, girl, okay. that beautiful, beautiful book. And I hope that you open it and read a little bit. Um, no one's asked me to read before. So this is connecting with crystals. It was put out on Castle Point Books, which is an imprint of Macmillan and St. Martin's hmm. Press. So. It's on Amazon. Please order on Amazon, Amazon in January for sure. Yeah. And it's on Amazon. It actually was a number one hot new release in three categories, including rocks and minerals and divination with crystals. So yay. Um, yes. But uh, it's at booksellers everywhere. So Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, many, many different places where you can get the book. If you're in Manhattan, I still have some here as well. If you want to come by to get one signed. What's great about this book to me People have been asking me, what makes your book different? And it took me a minute to figure it out. But I think what makes it most different is, well, one, it's over 250 crystals, which is great. It is a good amount of stones to be covered when it mm -hmm. comes to working with stones. It's it's a good a good number. Most most healing therapists I know don't work with more than 300. So, and many <laughs> work with much less. So this covers a lot of the main stones or I would say most of the main stones. But what makes it different to me is the first chapter, it opens with, you know, why crystals? What is it that validates them in some way? But then from there, I go into how to use crystals for healing. So I cover some fundamental information about the chakras. I cover things like selecting stones, caring for them, cleaning them in a deeper way than most other books do. Mm -hmm. And and then I talk about meditation with stones, gritting with stones, and, and sort of lead the reader to play and follow what feels right to them right. and really come into that innate and intuitive wisdom that we all have by working with them. So that's to me what makes the opening chapter different as it really goes, so here you can see how crystals work, talking about the chakras. I, I go into stones for each of the chakras as well, plus talking a little bit about each chakra, selecting crystals, even a basic set if you're not really quite ready to just feel it out for yourself yet, just to get nice. you started, how to engage with them and, and meditating. So all that thing, sacred geometry, a little bit of sacred geometry for the grids. Laurel, can you talk, I'm sorry, can you speak briefly about grids? Because folks, uh, and I'm going to have all of uh, Laurel's stuff in the description in the show notes so that you can find her, so you can follow her and all that stuff. If you follow her on Instagram, she puts down these beautiful grids. Part two drops next Thursday, April 8th. So be sure to come on back. I hope that you enjoyed that and was thoroughly, thoroughly inspired and uplifted by what you heard. If you are in a situation 
currently that is unfulfilling to you, be it a job or a career you've been pursuing, and you feel like there's something else that you really want to do or you already know what that is, get quiet. Sit still, breathe in and out deeply, and begin to envision what that is that you wish to create. And remember, there's nothing too big. It's only small ideas. Think big and write that down. What is it that you wish to create? Write it down, put it in your phone, speak it out loud to people that are supportive of you. And go for it. Go for it. Don't delay. Start now, even if you plot in your mind what your escape plan is going to be. But go for it. This life is meant to be lived to the fullest. Take advantage. No matter what is happening in your life right now, there can always be room to create more. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to visit JackieBirdSpiritualWellness.com. Join my mailing list. I've got workshops coming up, as I mentioned earlier in the program. I have audiobooks, guided meditation videos, and audio and meditation music, everything for inspiration and to help you relieve stress, increase your mindfulness and awareness and presence. And remember to always roll with peace in mind.